everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're going to be talking about going back to work. And that's all I'm going to say about that for right now. That's it. But first, before we dive into everything else we want to talk about, you know, you can always find us on Instagram, Megan and Wendy LSS. And that, of course, stands for Long Story Short. You can also hop into our private Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties on Facebook. We would love to have you. I know I said we were going to do a Shorties Get Moving Challenge (laughs) earlier this summer, and then we got sick and I didn't move. But we are doing another Shorties Get Moving Challenge soon kids are going back. I'm ready to get moving. So if you'd like to get in on that, where we try and challenge you to close our rings, and I know I'm going to come in like basically last place, but I'm okay with it. I'm ready to fight. Hop into that group. There's a lot more there too as well. You can always email us too. We love your emails. It's meganandwindy at gmail.com. If you have questions about the show or questions about anything or topics you want to hear or Whatever. We're all ears. So Wendy at gmail.com. And we have an email today and I told Wendy not to read it. Did you listen to me? Yes, I did, mother. So this email is from Lisa and she says, wow, I listen to your podcast every week. But wow, this morning I looked at the podcast notes that I get that go with the podcast and it looks like a lot of work. It is <laughs> from me. <laughs> Wendy writes our show notes, you guys, and it is a huge amount of work. If you've never looked, you can see them in the podcast app you're listening on or meganandwendy.com slash podcast. Back to the email. Going through that list was a lot of fun in itself. You do make the podcast sound so simple. Just sit and chat about things. But I see that it's much more than that. Thank you for all you do to entertain us. And you both are so informed and literate. I looked at the definition of literate and it says a learned person, not just a reader. As I listen, I imagine my comment to things you are saying like I'm actually sitting there with you. Sometimes I even catch myself saying them out loud. All good. So thank you for the time you put in and allowing us to be a part of it. When you feel tired and wonder if it's all worth it, know that it is. I'm sure I'm not alone in saying all that work is appreciated. Well, thank you, Lisa. I feel seen today. (laughs) Right? Especially after last week. Last week was a pop culture episode, which was very link heavy. And so those are especially a lot of work on Wendy's part to link every single thing we talk about. And we have a shared um, podcast note that we do to prep for the show. And we try and kind of put our comments in ahead of time. But I definitely talk about things that are not on the note. Wendy always remembers those and adds it's, those into the show notes. It's because I have a notebook next to me. So I know, I take, but I take notes. I <laughs> think it's good that I, you remember to take notes because I would just get caught up in the conversation and then forget to write those things down. So I, the hard work does not go unnoticed. Yes, yeah, so same to Megan. Megan edits the show. So and I don't know how to do any of that stuff. So I'm thankful for Megan's side of the job. See, so much love going around, guys. (laughs) So it is early Sunday morning as we record this. And we've talked about it many times, but our summer recording schedule is bananas. It's always like bright and early in our pajamas. Eight is not that early, but it's early. And um, looking at the calendar, the end of summer is racing toward us. Are you feeling the crush of like fitting in all the last bits of summer? Me? I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I f- uh, the thing is, is like, I, I love summer, you know, like it's my favorite season. Um, so I don't want it to end, but I feel like pressure to also like make it come together, like for my right. kid. Um, at the beginning of the summer, she made this huge like bucket list of items, and yeah, I remember. And like I see it, and it's like partially filled out, and I feel kind of bad. Like I'm like, oh, I should be facilitating like the actions to make those happen, you know. But it's like, okay, okay, I'm ready for you to go back to school now. So it's like a it's like a give and take of like I don't want it to end. I want it to be fun, but also I um I I I'm ready for my time, I guess. Yes, and I should say I'm well aware that the summer season lasts well into September. This is one thing that drives my husband bananas when people 
in August are like, summer's over, and they're not talking about, like, going back to school, like, the season. He's like, it's still summer for another month. (laughs) Every single time. Which is so so funny from him because you guys love the holidays so much. So I would think that he would be like, all right, everybody's back to school. Pull out that fall decor. Totally, totally. But it uh, gets him going. So, honey, if you're listening, which I know you're not, I'm aware that the summer season is still going strong. But the summer break is roaring to a close. So what what kind of crush are you feeling? Mm. The same thing. I just feel like, did we do everything we wanted to do? My kids had a very good summer. They got to do a lot of fun things. They spent a lot of time with friends, which I'm very happy about. It was a much more normal summer than they had had more normal life. And so I I know we're never going to get it all in, but it just this next week we have high school registration. We've got tennis tryouts. We've got to get everybody ready to go back to school. Well, we're also still trying to have fun and get in those last little activities that they want to do. And also in my mind, I started summer with like, I have two big projects that I want to get done. They're not that big. They're like one day each. But one of them was to wash every couch couch cushion and pillow <gasps> cover. Yes, yes, yes. Because they get gross. I do it about twice a year. I did that yesterday. That was mm-hmm. so good. So, uh, Well, you know, no. I told you I did that too just recently. And the water was brown. But when I, You told oh, me that. But where did you wash them that you could see the water? In my washing machine. I don't know. I could just see the water was brown. How interesting. Okay. You have well, a front it. loader. I have a top loader. So I could yeah. see it sitting in there. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. It was not good. Okay. What's your second project the you want to do? The other one is cleaning the grout in all of our bathrooms and laundry room. I Ooh, There fun. was... Yeah. But there's a uh, TikTok recommended grout cleaner that I bought and I used on the small bathroom downstairs. And it was miraculous do not use toilet bowl cleaner it will dissolve your grout that's what everyone says like use toilet bowl cleaner it will dissolve your grout guys don't do Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. but this is from the brand zep i used it it was amazing but every other bathroom in my house is bigger and has a lot more tile and feels like more than a 30 minute project so i haven't tackled it so i have a week and a half left to uh, meet my goal but washing the couch cushions and pillowcases yesterday kind of motivated me so that may be this week's project I know, but isn't that sad that that's like the summer project that you're like most looking forward to is cleaning the grout? I didn't say most looking forward to. I just put it in my head like we'll do that this summer, and then it feels so good when that stuff is clean. I agree. It's not dirty. It's just like you know, it gets like stains set into the grout. The floor itself is has been cleaned. To be clear, no, I get it. I get it. That does not sound like a fun job. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll I'll post it before and after. Okay. Maybe that will motivate me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I like to clean. I just don't want to get on my hands and knees and clean grout. Like, that's yeah, and it's awful. a real hands and knees with a grout brush situation. Yeah, I'm too old. Like, my body hurts <laughs> even thinking I need about some it. Pads. I need some <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Though my mom has had the same woman clean her house for years, and she wears knee pads, and I always think I need to get some of those for cleaning, like a cleaning the baseboards. Or wow, I'm this is this is almost forty two, guys. Uh, <laughs> In more fun outings, I was trying to find a word and I lost it completely. Um, Fun's the wrong word. We went back to school shopping with my daughter this week. Fun is definitely the wrong word. (laughs) And she was in a mood, guys. She was in a mood and I was trying not to feed into it. So I was using my calm mom voice. You know, the one where you're like, I hear you. I'm not going to engage with you. We're going to get through this without making a scene. That one. And... (laughs) This is the first year she's had real opinions about her clothes, which I'm here for. Uh-huh. You should get to have opinions about your clothes. But many times I would hold something up and she would go, eh. And I finally said, just say yes or no. It's fine if you don't like it. But eh. I know what she means. But she means let's, no. Let's be clear. Yes. <laughs> yes or no. And I'll put it back. Um and she's definitely reached a phase where her aesthetic is very much not my aesthetic. Like, she's way oh, into the graphic tee. Yes, um, yes, yes. I mean, it's not inappropriate. And it's perfectly fine for them to express their, themselves. Like, yeah, you can wear that Simpsons graphic tee. Like, <laughs> get down with yourself. But you pick the clothes that you like and what they you like are not what they like. 
What's so funny is, let me stop you there. I remember years ago when you were like, no, she's not carrying that like little poodle purse or what. It was something like that because you're like, I can't stand that sort of aesthetic, which I feel like the graphic tee might fall into <laughs> for you in particular. Am I right? I, I vaguely remember the poodle purse. I think she had the poodle purse, though, honestly. I, I can't remember exactly. But like like you said, I completely understand. And it hurts a little bit when they start to, like, uh, move off into their own likes of their clothes. And everything that you pick out is just so cringy, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, not that. I mean, she would kill me if she heard me word, use that word cringy. But, totally. Um. I had the same experience. Your daughter is 11. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the same thing happened with my daughter. She's now 13. But when she was 11, it was like definitely wanted to move into her own style. Didn't want me in the dressing room anymore, which was blowing my mind. Yeah, that was really weird. But um, did you have trouble finding like clothes size wise for her? So we're in a weird in-between. She's, like, at the top of the kid sizes, but figuring out what she is in women's is a challenge. Like, she can wear some women's sizing. And, yes, I'm aware that juniors is a thing. But I feel like there's fewer juniors brands totally. or maybe than when we were kids. Granted, when we were kids, we had Wet Seal. We had 579. We had stores mm-hmm. that were... <laughs> A hundred percent juniors. Yep. Like they yep. were designed for us. Those stores don't, well, maybe Forever 21 would scratch that itch. I don't they, know. I don't think they exist anymore. Does Forever 21 exist anymore? Oh, I don't know. Is it gone? I, I don't know. Uh, so there are some brands, just FYI, if you have a kid who's in this, uh, Kohl's has a great junior section. They really hit what she wanted. She really wanted like floral skirts that's what she was dying for she had it in her mind she's like i really want a long skirt cole's totally had that mm-hmm. um and they have a pretty good selection uh macy's gap has a teen section i don't know if it's on in their stores but on their website if you go to gap kids there's a little teen section and it's not a huge section but they do have some clothes and then of course uh nordstrom the brass plum section is their juniors department yeah, we were at Tilly's for a little while, and then she like decided that wasn't for her anymore. Mm. Um, is she into the Brandy Melville yet? I haven't even taken her in there. And so we were able to kind of cobble things together between like, you know, our go-tos are always targeted Old Navy for basics and back to school and stuff that I feel like it's inexpensive and if she grows, I'm not going to be heartbroken because we haven't spent a fortune on these clothes. Right. And so between like... You know, kid sizes and adult sizes, we figured it out, and then the junior section. But it was definitely much more work this year. Had to try everything on. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. She did not want to try anything on, which I get. I never wanted to try anything on when I was a kid either. But when she was in the dressing room, she was like, this fits, but it's not comfortable. This fits, but I didn't like the way. Which I was like, this is why we try it on, right? Like, it's your size. You fit into it, but you're not going to want to wear it to school. So goodbye. Yeah. Anyway, she came home. I'm sure she will now grow two sizes next week, and none of it will fit. But, uh, well, here, ho- oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. To- I was going to say, like, so the hardest transition I found with my daughter is in uh, the underwear selection between, mm. like, <laughs> from, like, the little juvenile ones that you would buy at, like, Old Navy, Right. To now, now what? Where do I go now? You know? So we, I looked, shopped at Target for a long time for, they have some good little brands there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. What is it? Arden, I think is what it's Auden, called. Auden, yeah. Auden, that's right. And, um, you know, they have like the, where you can pull out the drawers and like look at them or whatever, like the right. single ones. And there's a, there's a lot of them there that like are age appropriate for a 13 year old but Mm -hmm. then we have also transitioned to like pink you know the Victoria's Secret line yeah and Mm -hmm. Ari is the other one Ari Ari Uh I don't remember um but that was the hardest for me because I was looking at women's underwear which like she doesn't want a granny panty like her mom but she doesn't want to wear like a string bikini either or I'm you know so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just wait just wait 
Yes, I know. I know. We're just getting into the clothing battles. But I will say it is kind of fun to see her create her own style and be drawn to things and see what outfits she puts together. Um, Because she gets very excited about that. So that part is fun. Once we have, you know, a wardrobe full of clothes that we agree on to see what she does with it is entertaining. Well, I'll tell you, this is the first year that I have not had to do back to school shopping. Oh. My daughter wears a uniform to school. And while she was there last year and wore a uniform as well, she started out in public school. So even though they were homebound, I still, I don't know why that was dumb. I still bought like back to school clothes for her, you know, even though she was Zoom Zoom calling. She still needed clothes. I know, but you know, she was in shorts and a t-shirt at home when she was online. I would love a uniform. I would love a uniform. It's pretty great, I would have to say. Like, the, it just takes the everyday, like, what am I wearing off the table, you know? It's well, great. it levels the playing field, too, for kids. Um, oh, yeah. Especially sure. at this age when clothing becomes so much of a symbol. I think it's so great for that kind of situation. I would love a uniform. Alas, it's the Kohl's Junior Department for us. Yay. I, I do like that Kohl's Department. They have some cute graphic tees there, too. They did. They did. I don't shop at Kohl's for myself. I don't ever really find things there that I like, but my husband shops there a lot for work clothes, and it's definitely going to be in our rotation for her. So I was glad to discover that. Yay. Um, speaking of fall. Yeah. I saw a TikTok that was like, look what we're getting in Starbucks stores. And it was the pumpkin spice and a new flavor for two new drinks, which are the Apple Crisp Macchiato and the Apple Crisp Frappuccino. Those sound so good to me. Me too. I don't Not like the a... frap. The frap gives no. me a stomachache, but the, right. other, the other one sounds good. Same. Now, I don't like a pumpkin spice latte. It's not for me. I love that everybody else loves it. I get way into seeing everybody's pictures, so I'm not a hater. Dogging on anybody. I do love the <laughs> pumpkin cold brew, but it's not non-dairy. We do have a great non-dairy how to make your own at home. Fun fact, Starbucks is releasing, you know, they have their store-bought creamers that you can buy. They have a new flavor coming out, and it is the Pumpkin Spice Latte Non-Dairy Creamer coming to grocery stores this fall. Oh, so so that's just to put into your own drink at home? Correct. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you can put it into your coffee, or you can froth it and put it on top of your cold brew and make it. That's so crazy that they would release the Pumpkin Spice one, because people would be like, yeah, that's cheaper if I just make it at home instead of coming in the store and dropping $5 on you know, they're a not seasonal gonna, they're drink. They're not losing business. They're I know, not losing business. I, I will tell you that I do usually buy one or two pumpkin spice lattes just to get me into the seasonal mood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am looking for the apple crisp. That sounds exciting. The bad news is that these apple crisp flavors are replacing, as far as I know, the salted caramel mocha, which... Oh, I don't it's care. like a once a season treat for me. I find them too sweet. But you guys, they took away the gingerbread latte. My go-to after that was the salted caramel mocha. Oh, that no. is now gone. Oh, no. <laughs> so hopefully they've got some, well, maybe the, um, I don't know. I don't know what the replacement is going to be for me. Hold on. Uh, I'm making a note on my list here. <laughs> um, first of all. I want to know, well, the salted caramel mocha, like I don't drink a mocha anyway, because again, a stomach ache waiting to happen. So that just sounds like way too sweet for me. So I don't, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't care if that goes bye-bye. Um, but when do the fall Starbucks drinks drop? Do you know? It's, um, in, it's either August 24th or 26th. I could look it up, but I saw them mention it. I know it's this month. All right. Well, it'll be in the show notes guys, but, um, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for fall drinks yet. It's still summer. See? <laughs> See, I hadn't really been feeling the fall. You know, everyone on Instagram is like, is it too early to decorate for Halloween? I hate Halloween. You know I do. I am a Halloween mm-hmm. hater. I do like fall. I get excited about that. But um, it's tempered by the fact that it's so hot here through September and October. That's really hard to get excited about everyone's like scarves and boots pictures when we're sweating in our sweatshirts. So... It takes me a little bit longer to get excited, but that that Starbucks TikTok did kind of like start to get me in the mood for it. And then I went into Home Goods yesterday, not for fall decor, but as I was checking out, the 
one of the checkers was on the phone with someone and she was saying, yes, we have Halloween in. Um, we'll get it in for the next few weeks, but come now because mid-September Halloween is gone. Mid-September Halloween some is gone. BS. <laughs> so that's a PSA for you because if, and I know that everything's gone early, like they'll be full Christmas mm-hmm. very early, but 45 days before the Halloween, before the holiday, they're done. Just, just know that that's what you're looking at. Um, were you at the Home Goods by your house? I was. So I was there maybe two weeks ago. Uh huh. And they didn't have any Halloween stuff there yet. So, um, what did, was it decked out in Halloween stuff yesterday? I would not say it was decked out, but they definitely had a Halloween section. Hmm. Um, they had a couple have... aisles, but it wasn't mind-blowingly Halloween. Like the center aisles, you know, where that they usually that was all still patio furniture. Yeah. So I yeah. think they're still in transition because that will become like the big Halloween decor item soon. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen Halloween stuff or fall stuff anywhere yet, but I did read online this morning that the um, Target website does have um, the dollar spot stuff online fall and halloween stuff what yeah not in stores yet but you can buy it online yes you have been able to in the past it's like hit or miss it's not like the full collection Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. but i mean there is some like excitement and joy in like going through all the little bins at in the dollar section but since the pandemic my dollar section has been like half empty for the last 18 months so um We'll see if they even get any uh, fall and Halloween stuff there. Well, I agree that there's excitement in finding it in person and digging through the bins. The problem is, is with social media, everyone sharing all their fun dollar spot finds. And then I can never find those things in my store. I know. And then I have serious FOMO because what any store gets is anyone's guess. And you can't check that availability online the way you can mm-hmm. with other Target items. So... I get very frustrated. I We used to get really into the dollar spot hunt, visiting several stores. Mm-hmm. That has died out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do enjoy finding all the fun holiday stuff in those bins. I haven't seen Halloween anywhere else. I haven't seen it in Target yet. I haven't seen it. Target's still very back-to-school focused. Oh, yeah. Fall's coming, guys. Are you ready? You clinging on to summer? How do you feel? Let us know. And we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back to talk about going back to work. So this episode is all about going back to work. And for me, it kind of has a two-pronged feeling. One, um kids are going back to school and for Wendy and I that means kind of a return to more of a focused long story short situation summer Mm -hmm. is hard we went in we're not going to miss a week we're going to keep churning out content look our families need our time I'm happy to have given it and I'm also really looking forward to the focus back on this job Mm -hmm. me too but also (laughs) we both kind of dipped our toe into the world of looking at jobs yeah so weird seriously yeah Uh, let let, you tell the listeners why you have been looking for a job and then i will tell you why i have been looking for a job well uh i always kind of half have it in the back of my mind that i'm gonna go back to work at some point and uh, a couple weeks ago a friend of mine sent me a job listing and said hey you should really consider applying for this and I looked at it and I, a lot of things go through my mind. I think like, can I do this job? And we need to talk about imposter syndrome, but I went for it and I finally updated my resume and I sent it in and I wrote the cover letter and I spent hours scouring for best resume practices and cover letter. And I've been out of work for 100 million years and all of these things. (laughs) Um, And that job isn't moving forward. And guys, newsflash, you can't apply to one job and go back to work typically. So that's okay. I wasn't necessarily expecting that to be the answer. Um, But that's kind of what started it. And because I had that step in the right direction, 
I'm now on the, well, I've got this updated resume and I need to redo my LinkedIn and maybe I now keep moving forward because I got kind of excited about the idea of going back to work. All right. Well, I'm excited for you. The reason that I feel like I'm, well, I had job FOMO, <laughs> I think, yeah, with, you, me with you talking about it. I was like, oh, is that something that I should be doing? Like, <laughs> luckily, like, we're in a position right now that my husband has a really good job and it affords me to stay home. Um, but that doesn't mean that, like, I don't want to do something with more with my life, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think I have a lot of skills that I can bring to a an employer. Um, but... Uh, also, getting a job would come with some sacrifices, and right. I don't know if I'm really ready to um, make those sacrifices right now. And that would be like, you know, we do have only one daughter, um, but she's at an age where she needs to be shuffled around and she has other, you know, sports outside of school. And, you know, who's the primary driver for all that it's me um my husband doesn't have the flexibility to kind of like make those um things happen you know so it's a it's a it, it's a lot to consider for me oh i agree and it for us it would mean sacrifices too and i was talking to my husband he's like you know we make it work plenty of families have two working parents and listen we both recognize the extreme privilege of work being a choice for us. Um, and, but I have those same issues, you know, how do I get my kids to school? Because my husband's a teacher. He's gone well before the kids need to be at school. His schedule is not flexible. He can't pop out on a day that they have early release. Um, and one of my kids lives within walking distance of our school and, well, they both live here. One of our schools is walking distance <laughs> from our home, and one of them is very much not. And so, look, yeah, people do it. And yes, it takes a village. And yes, we would figure it out. But I definitely, every time I think about it, my brain short circuits on that point of how do we make it work? And really, the only way to do it is to figure it out in the moment. Once you know your actual situation, then you need yeah. to sit down yeah. and figure out there are lots of options. And what are they? Um, but it's not just as, you know, it would come at a sacrifice to our family. My husband's had a lot of freedom to do whatever he wants at work, to take on whatever extra projects he wants at work because he knows, look, I got it handled. If you want to take on ASB, which is going to keep you after school, or if you want to coach this sport, or if you want to chaperone that trip, you can do all of those things because we have you a handled parent in place. Yeah, yeah I got it yeah. handled. And that's worked out really well for us. And so it's not to say that he couldn't do any of those things. And it's not to say that he's unwilling to sacrifice those things. But that is another reality that, you know, it is would have to be addressed. I was thinking about, you know, how he has the summers off. And if you got a traditional job, how that would look like, let's just say next summer, you know, can you even imagine like having to go to work and him being home during the day? I mean, it'd be I, great because there's a parent home, but... Yes, I definitely thought weird. about how that would disrupt what our summers typically look like. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because this one job that I had applied for was fully remote. And I even went through the process in my head of, you know, in the summer, I'm going to have to go work somewhere else because everyone's home. And that would be a total dynamic shift for our family where we're used to having mm -hmm. all four of us around during the summer, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It might be great especially as my kids are getting older. It's less and less family time we saw this summer and more friend time. Yeah. So social would just be time. the yeah. chauffeur of the summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But both of our kids do, you know, after school stuff, you mm -hmm. know, my daughter has soccer practice some days at four 30. Who's going to get her to that? You know, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not like a traditional job. If you work eight to five, I'm going to come home and like, practice is over you know so i right uh, there's just yeah there's just a lot to consider um so one thing i encountered in looking at these job descriptions as i was applying look i have not held a traditional job since i left teaching in 2007 that's mm -hmm. for my kids 14 and my oldest and 
I've done a lot since then. I have not been idle. I have held, I've done um, some freelance work. I have done a ton of volunteering. You know, I've been president of the Moms Club. I've been on the PTA. I've been the Girl Scout troop leader. And I'm not saying that those are jobs, but I have been busy. I've been involved. And then, of course, I've been doing, you know, social media work for years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, but I definitely had, am I a desirable employee? And like you said, I, look, I'm a smart person. I can learn a job. I can learn a new skill. But for me, I was looking at jobs outside of education. I was not looking at jobs back in the classroom. And I really felt like, is someone going to take a look at my resume and laugh at me? Even though I feel like in my heart, if you spent five minutes with me, you would think, oh, this is a capable, intelligent person. I can learn new things, right? Right. But I definitely had the, am I making a fool out of myself by applying for this job? Well, see, I had to look up imposter syndrome last night, <laughs> okay. and it ba- it basically said that like it's where you doubt your abilities and you feel like a fraud, um, when it comes to like a job or whatever. Okay, I mean, do you doubt your abilities? No, right? You don't. I don't doubt my abilities. I don't. I think I could do a job. I think I could do a lot of jobs, and I could do them well. Yeah, so, like, I flip-flop back and forth on that. Like, I know what I'm strong in, but, like, am I strong in what they're looking for? And sometimes I read these, like, job qualifications. I'm like, I don't even know what they're talking about here. So, no, I can't. I can't apply for that job, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, that becomes, like, very discouraging because, you know, I used to work for a major automotive brand and I was a business analyst. And, like, I don't, you know, I handled that job. So, I don't know why I couldn't handle, like... Uh, admin assistant job. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And they're, I'm not bagging on admin assistants. They do a lot of work, but I think I would be really good at it. And it's just I don't have any experience. It's so industry specific. And I mm-hmm. think it changes with time the way we talk about jobs. And so I spent some time like, you know, they were asking for certain things. I was Googling some of what they were asking for. Uh-huh, I thought, oh, uh-huh. I can, I can do that. Um, And another thing I did when I was looking at jobs, I would look at the job title and I would Google that job title and pull up other job descriptions to get a feel of kind of what that job does in other places and how it overlaps, which was really interesting. That's smart. Um, Because, again, this isn't a job that I've necessarily held. And one of my biggest problems is I get stuck looking at the big picture when in the reality is you got to show up and do the first day. Yeah. You have to do it one day at a time. Yeah. And I, you know, I think in some of these places, there is room for a little learning. Right. So Megan suggested that I apply for a copywriter job, which I was like, I don't even know what that does. What's that person do? I have no idea. Well, the, this, the, expectation was that you were to write like blog posts and social media content. And I was like, well, I could do that. Right. Like, <laughs> But I don't have any, like, paid – well, that's not true. I have paid experience for content, but, uh, you know, like, I've never held – Years of experience, but just not with that job title. Yes, exactly. So that's where I get, like, hung up on things. Sure. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I've, like, run a blog for the last 11 years, you know, written content for sponsored work, like, learned SEO. Like, I mean, those are – valuable things I think but like I don't have like a certificate or something you know like or what's the word I'm looking for like you I wasn't taught that in college you know what I'm talking about I know what you're saying right you don't have a degree in social media but yes that's the word you know how to use WordPress you know how to use multiple social media platforms you learned SEO and how to use it it just is harder when you've had a non-traditional job without a traditional job description where you can right. say, like, I'm an accountant and everyone knows what that means and what you do at your job. And I think it takes a little more creative resume writing. And I am not saying you should lie on your resume. I'm saying you should figure out how to write the skills that you have and the way that you use them on your resume. Um, but I do think that's a challenge. And speaking of resumes, can we talk about what an absolute nightmare they are? Yeah, tell me. I mean, I haven't written one yet. I haven't written one in 15 years. So <laughs> the one I had was quite old. And um, fun you fact. You still have it? You still have it? 
I yeah, I still have oh it. Oh my I god, it's saved. And uh, oh my gosh. I was looking at my husband's, and the template that he used, interestingly enough, was a template from Etsy. So if you were looking for a oh. resume template, let me blow your mind and tell you you can find them inexpensively on Etsy, um, and you can find a layout that you like. My problem with writing a resume is that there are 100 best practices out there, 100 million mm-hmm. best practices. I mean, everyone's going to tell you, yes, you need a skills section. No, you don't need a skills section. Yes, you need this. No, you should write it this way. At some point, you just need to pick a way to do it and go for it and see how that works for you. Um, I think definitely reading the advice out there and figuring out how it applies to you, but there's a lot of advice and there's not one accepted best way to do it necessarily other than tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have a hard time putting into words sometimes what I've done. And then you put it out there and you're like, well, I've got this one sheet of paper. I don't think that does a good job of necessarily showing who I am. Mm, totally. Do you have a LinkedIn I know you did at one time and then deleted it. So do employers want to see a LinkedIn these days? I think some do. And mm-hmm. I am in the process of rebuilding it. I deleted it. Uh, and what was interesting was for a long time, I really wanted to keep my social media life and my pre-social media in education and nonprofit life separate. And mm-hmm. now I don't know why I'm the same person. They're a combination of skills. So um I think I felt for a long time like my social media work was frivolous. But look, yeah. I was on LinkedIn and I was looking at people that we know who do similar jobs and they're listing host, podcast name here, editor, mm-hmm. podcast name here, right? Co-founder, mm-hmm. this website here. And I am all of those things. And so Interesting. I uh, am looking at my LinkedIn and my resume with fresh eyes. Very interesting. So now on your resume, I want to know, like, how did you fill in the gaps? Did you fill in the gaps of the last 14 years? Well, I included, long story short, as, you know, a podcast and a website and social media experience. And then Uh um, I have a lot, like I said, in the time before that of freelance work. And I I didn't include that on my resume because it would have been like a bunch of short little blurbs. And I the advice I read for deciding between a one and two page resume was if you have a ton of work experience, yeah, go to the two page resume. But I felt like for me, it wouldn't necessarily have made sense. So I included those other skills and experience in my cover letter. Oh, like these are the good. ways. And I, the advice I read to address the gap was to address it and move on. I, Took several years out of the workforce to stay at home with my family, but I'm excited to return to working full time. It's out there. They're going to know you put it out there and then talk about all the things that you've done in the past and why you're ready and why you think you're right for the job. And so I put in a lot of those, that information in my cover letter. Well, I definitely think like there there are skills that I have learned being a stay at home parent, you know, that I did not have prior um, such as like, I'm way organized, way more organized. And I might be not be eloquent telling you all here, but I'm just <laughs> saying like, I, you know, I, I've planned a million birthday parties. I've, you know, I, I volunteer too. Like, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I think that should be included. I mean, just because you haven't been employed the last 15 years because you've been raising a family does not mean that you have not learned anything or done anything in those last 15 years. Right. I mean, right. I think it would be ridiculous for an employer to be like, oh, you haven't worked, so you are not valuable to us. Like, you know that movie, that show Younger, where she yes. lies about her age so she can get hired at like a whatever that is, a book book publishing company like that's Correct. so stupid <laughs> yeah i've never understood that you're telling me they wouldn't hire someone with life experience they'd rather have a child i don't yeah i mm. never understood the basic premise of that show love that show but anyway but like you said yeah all right yeah. so you have some resources to share here my personal favorite is ask a manager which is a 
website and she answers questions that people have written in. Um, and what's nice is uh, you can search by resume and it'll pull up everything she's written about resumes and or cover letter and everything she's written about cover letters. She has a book as well. She also had a podcast that went away in 2019. Um, but I think a lot of that would still apply. And it's just an interesting read even if you're not looking for a job because some of the things people write in about are bananas the situations they have at work um and it's interesting to hear her take but it's also interesting if you're on the job search to read thoughts she has on interviewing best practices and she has a free prepping for your interview ebook and so it is almost overwhelming the number of resources she has but it's definitely i would say the very best place to start that's a really good idea. I ran across some things last night while I was preparing for this podcast episode. Um, LinkedIn Learning has a, well, you know, you got to pay for it, but you can get one month for free and you can um, get refreshers or like tutorials on how to do things like, say, for example, I used to be really, really good at Excel, but I haven't seen an Excel spreadsheet in 14 years. So, right. Uh, um, you know, so if you want a refresher on how to, you know, how to work Excel or um, they had some some stuff on like how to use, you know, Microsoft, Microsoft, micro, Microsoft Suite, which I don't know how to use that. I'm in, you know, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so if you just need a refresher on some courses, you can take LinkedIn Learning. Also Skillshare, which is also a paid, I don't know if you get like a, I don't think you get any freebies there. I think you have to pay for your classes right away. But like if you feel like an imposter and need a little refresher on some things, that's a great place to start. Especially if you're not like needing a job tomorrow, you know. Or it's a way to fill time during your job hunt while you're waiting. Yeah. If you've sent in resumes. So where are you at on your job search then? Are you going to continue to look? I, I'm going to continue to look. My next phase is I really want to get my LinkedIn all dialed in and then, you know, just keep my eyes open. I'm open to the possibility. And, you know, one thing I think it's important is interviewing for a job and looking for a job. It goes both ways. You know, once you've applied for a job, you haven't said, this is the perfect job for me and I'll take it under any circumstances, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot that happens in an interview that will tell you about the culture of the company or more about the job than a job description can tell you. And so I think applying for a job, well, I don't suggest anybody just willy-nilly apply for jobs that they don't want. I think it's okay if you are thinking, hey, maybe I would like that job with more information. I think it's worth, you know, testing the waters. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Are you still looking? I mean, I don't know. Yes and no. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I don't. I haven't made any hard decisions on it yet. I mean, I told Megan that like I'd be super stoked if we were making X amount of dollars here on the podcast, and that would that would do me good. Like I wouldn't need a, another job if we were bringing home the bacon with this guy. You know exactly. And I think. <laughs> I'm also, you know, we're going to dig in big time come September. And so that may scratch that itch because I've told Wendy that we are working in person <laughs> this year. Finally, finally. I think that may drive things in the opposite direction. Who knows? I'm open to all possibilities. But yes, I would love for a long story short to be a money maker. Yeah, me too. Me right, too. I would love to hear your feedback on this as a person who, if you have, come back to the workforce after a long break if you also hate resumes if you have a great job searching resource let us know send us an email megan and wendy at gmail.com and um you know things that we need to make money for up next is megan and wendy approved <laughs> All right, guys, we are back with Megan and Wendy Approved. And, Wendy, I cannot figure out what you have. Well, Instagram got me, guys. Uh. <laughs> uh, my approved item is called Grow Fragrance, and it is a 
air and fabric freshener, but specifically it's a seasonal scent. It's like, you know, exclusive here only for summer. Sea salt uh, neroli. How do you say it? Neroli? Sure. Okay. N-E-R-O-L-I. It smells like vacation, and I just love it so much. I shake it up, and I spray it all over my bed sheets at night, and then I get in the bed and drift away on vacation. I love it. In fact, in fact, I love it so much that I that I just purchased last night four more bottles of it because I don't want it to run out, and it since it's a limited scent, I'm afraid yes. it's going to go away. <laughs> it's so good. It's like 12 bucks a bottle. I mean, it's real frivolous, guys, but... You know, I like things to smell good, and I want to feel a certain way when I get in bed, and I love this. But it was served up to me on Instagram. And you spray it just on your sheets, or do you spray it just in the air in your room as well? Mostly on your sheets? Yeah, just in, you know, we have dogs, so it kind of like covers that funk a little bit. Um, I don't use it downstairs. Like, I guess I could after, like, dinner. You know, we've talked before how dinner stinks your house up. Yes, ma'am. but I think I'm going to stick with, like, the Febreze on those, uh-huh, on those uh-huh. days. Because um, this one, I've noticed it doesn't, it's not, like, um, long-lasting, which is kind of a bummer. But okay. uh, maybe it's because it's it's all plant-based. It's Maybe it's not made with, like, weird chemicals that are going to linger in your air. Uh-huh. But, uh, God, I love it. It smells so good. Instagram does it again. Yes, it does. What do you have? I have a vacuum. And let me tell you the story. Oh, God. Don't make me go out and buy a vacuum. (laughs) Let me hear. Last year, I really wanted a cordless vacuum. It's all I wanted in life was a cordless vacuum. I really felt like it would improve my life, owning a cordless vacuum. Because to vacuum the downstairs of my house, I have to plug it in in four different places. And that... He's a deal breaker for me. I do not want to vacuum if I have to continue to unplug and replug in the ding ding vacuum so I can reach every area downstairs. <laughs> it bothers me. Hashtag lazy. <laughs> However, we have a vacuum that I like very much. It is a shark. I recommend it. And I didn't want necessarily like a $400 Dyson cordless vacuum when we already have a vacuum that works really well. So I turns out there are many, 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 many inexpensive cordless vacuums on Amazon. And someone had mentioned that they had gotten theirs there and were very happy with it. And I went to Amazon and I found one with good reviews and I bought it last December and I enjoyed it. However, there's a twist in this. A couple months in, it really wasn't performing. And yes, I had changed the filters and yes, I was emptying everything out and I couldn't figure it out. It had completely lost suction and I thought that's what I get for buying the cheap cordless vacuum. But no, no, I finally figured out there was a blockage in a weird spot that I wasn't checking. Clear that out. (laughs) Works perfectly again. So, and that's every vacuum. You got to clear out all the dust and hair and crap. Like they get Mm -hmm. stuck places. Every vacuum, even the expensive ones. If you've ever owned a Dyson... And something stops working, they'll walk you through 900 steps of clearing out all the potential blockages. So yeah, totally. It works great. I love it. Again, it's not a lot of maintenance to clear it out. It has a couple attachments. I actually don't really like any of the attachments. I just like the main vacuum style attachment. You can remove the poles and make it short like a handheld vacuum. I never do that. Because honestly, <laughs> like if I'm just like sweeping up a little mess, I can stand up and sweep it. I love it. And it has a light on the front of it. So my floors are a light wood. And the beauty of light wood floors is that they hide all the mess. And uh-huh. the worst part of light wood floors is that they hide all the mess. So when that light shines on my floors, all of a sudden you can see every hair and speck of dirt as you're about to pick it up. It is so satisfying and so disgusting. Because you look and you're like, my floors are clean. And then that light shines as you're vacuuming and they are not clean. <laughs> The charge lasts for two full vacuums of my entire house. So that's really nice. I'm not constantly recharging it. It has like a power boost button that I push that like ups the power when I'm vacuuming over our rugs. I really like it, especially if you have hard floors. You know, kitchens get gross. We're in the middle of construction, so our backyard is all dirt. So everyone's tracking in crap all day long. The house is just dirty. Everyone has been home for a year and a half. 
So the house is just constantly dirty and full of people. I lose hair like you wouldn't believe. So if you are in the market, there are a number of them on Amazon, but we are going to link the one I have. It is currently $119 with a $20 coupon. So that makes it $99. It's a, that's a pretty good price, I think. So do you ever use the other actual vacuum vacuum? Upstairs, because upstairs is mostly carpet, and um, I feel like it does maybe a slightly better job on the carpet than this one does. This one is really What about really your, your iRobot vacuum? It's gone. It died. Yeah. We got rid of ours, too. But it was, funny. like, six years old. I mean, it yeah. fully died. Like, the battery melted, basically. Oh, jeez. Um, the charger port. Yeah, it was bad. So Yeah, I never thought that was a great vacuum anyway. Not for us, it wasn't. The, I liked the set it and forget it. The problem is it drove my husband bananas because he doesn't want to listen to it run for three hours. So I could only ever run it when he wasn't home. And then mm-hmm. I'm glad it's gone because in the last year and a half, it would have been completely useless because somebody was always home. Mm-hmm. It's easy. I actually quite enjoy zipping through my house with that vacuum. <laughs> it's one of my... Um, favorite chores like it's not something i enjoy but if all the chores the cordless vacuum vacuuming with the cord vacuum nightmare vacuuming with the cordless vacuum complete joy (laughs) oh my gosh okay guys you heard it here first you heard it here first and you can even add a protection plan on it i'm looking right now oh my god don't do that no i never do but if you want to make sure that you're gonna have it for a good long while all right guys do you feel compelled to buy a new vacuum now? No. Okay. I have a, I have a cordless one. It's okay. I it's okay. It. Yeah. You I mean that's why you got to spend just a hundred dollars? Makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, that's it for this episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. If you missed us last week, we were talking about all of our pop culture faves. You can pop back into that. And coming up on Thursday, we have a Girls Gone Hallmark episode discussing the movie The 27-Hour Day. So make sure you come back for that. And if you want to see Wendy's beautiful show notes, and I know you do, (laughs) there's so much information in there. MeganandWendy.com slash podcast. You can also view them in the podcast listening app that you're using right now. But they live on our website. You can see them for any of our past episodes. They're there. She puts a lot of work into them. So that's something to keep in mind. And we'll see you next time, guys. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.